Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. This is Ishayahu 30b, and we will complete today chapter 30 of Isaiah. This is Saul Weinreb, the host for your podcast. In 30a, we stopped at verse 14, so today we'll begin with verse 15. In the first half of the chapter, Yeshayahu, Isaiah told us the result of relying upon untrustworthy allies. Like what happens when you rely upon Egypt and allies that don't share the, the value system that we have. People that believe in, that have a system of life and, and belief, that believe in oppression, oppressing others and so on. And when you ally yourself with people that are unreliable, you end up getting no help at all. But rather, Ishayahu told us that when it comes to protection, when it comes to, to war or alliances, we should rely only on those that share our value systems. We stand up for the Torah, we stand up for the values that Ishayahu is trying to teach us, the values of justice and righteousness. And if it means standing up alone without allies, you're never alone because you're always going to be standing with God. And this portion, we're, going to, we're starting in verse 15, God is going to tell us through his prophet what, how beautiful it is when you stand with God and rely on him instead of relying on others that are untrustworthy. We're starting verse 15. For this is what God, the Holy One of Israel, has said, If you rely on me, then you will be saved from your enemies in, with stillness and peace, with silence and with, with um, confidence. In that you will find strength. And you will not be lost. He will not forsake you. But instead, what did you say? No. We're going to run on horses because we're afraid. We're not going to stand we're not going to stand and rely on God. Because you don't, therefore, you know what? You'll be running. Because you decided to run fast, the people that are running after you will run even faster. You're going to run so much that a thousand of you will run away just from one enemy coming and screaming. Just five of the enemy will come and scream, and you're going to run even more. Ad imno tartem. Until you'll just be standing out there alone like a signpost on top of a mountain or in the middle of a, of, of a, of a hill. Therefore, God doesn't want you to run. God is going to wait. He'll wait till you get the message. He'll wait until He can finally be gracious to you and be nice to you. And then he will be exalted when, when he can finally have mercy upon you. God is a God of justice. Praiseworthy are those that wait for him rather than those that run to, to, to unworthy and allies. We're at verse 19 now. Because the nation that lives in Zion... The nation that lives in Jerusalem, they will not cry. God will be 
will be merciful unto you because when, and he will listen to the cries Kishim Aso hears you then he will answer you when you look to him for strength that's when God will answer you God may give you only a little bit of bread and a little bit of water but if you have faith on him he will no longer hide himself under his garment you will see your teacher in other words the one who truly teaches you from the language of Torah from God himself and your hears um Wait one second, just to go back to verse 20 for a minute. Um, we see here it is not in wealth or material success that, that we should look to. We looked to Egypt before because they were wealthy, they were strong, they were powerful, so we look to them. God is telling us now, look to God, even in the situation of Lechem Tsar, even in a situation where you don't have a lot, because that's not where we should be looking for strength. We should be looking to our values, to what we believe in, and to God. Strength, and then what happens? You see, verse twenty-one. Then you will hear the words behind you, the words of the prophet speaking in the name of God. They are going to tell you from behind you, saying, "They're going to say, listen, this is This is the way you should go." When you turn um, to the right or to the left turn to the trustworthy ways or turn to the wrong ways. They're going to give you guidance and tell you this is how to go. And what happens then? Then you're going to get rid of that wealth, the wealth that drew you before to the falsehood, that, to the people that never were going to help you. You will get rid of and destroy those, those um, silver um, uh, images. Then you're going to take those golden images and the silver images, you'll get rid of them. You will throw them away like something disgusting. You're going to say, get out of my house. I don't want you anymore. Gold, silver, wealth, this is not what we look at as a sign of who to look up to, where to look for guidance, where to look for help. It only leads to falseness like it did in, in the beginning of this chapter when we looked to Egypt and got nothing. At this point, then, God will give rain for your seeds that you plant in the ground. And you will have the bread as, as the fruit of the ground. And it will be fat, good, thick grain. And your cattle and your sheep can then graze in wide green pastures. And your working animals, the oxen and the Donkeys, the ones that work the animal, they will eat um, good food. Not only will you have food for yourselves, your, your work animals, you'll be able to feed them grain rather than having them have to pasture for their food. So what Shia was saying is when you have faith in God in the times of Lechem Tzorumayim Lachatz, when you listen and go on the right path, this is the path you should go on, and you get rid of that, that, that faith, supposed faith in gold and silver and things like that, then you will get to a point where you will have food and you will have what you need, not only for yourselves but for your animals, because that is a society that's built on 
the values of compassion and justice. Then Shayao does what he often does. He uses a code word, Vihaya, and it will be, which means he's flipping now from talking to the people that are in front of him about the times they are living in to talking to them about the future times. And it will be. I'll call Hargavoa on every high mountain, I'll call Givonisa and every lofty um, hill, Pilogin. There will be streams and, 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 and water courses. Usually you associate streams with running in low and valleys, but when you have streams and waterfalls on the mountains, it signifies an abundance of water. When will this happen? When those, when those migdolim, those towers that he's referred to so many times that were built, um, the siege towers, just like we had in the last chapter uh, 29, Chavtes, uh, um, we looked about the all of the nations that gathered around Jerusalem and built these towers when God destroys these towers and destroys the enemies in, the, in these future times, right? That, that instead of it, all those things will fall and we will have a land of bounty. Again, going into the future, it will be Or Halavana, the light of the sun, the light of the moon, Karachama will be like the light of the sun. And the light of the sun will be seven times, like seven days worth of light wrapped up in one. On the day that God finally, finally bandages the, the wounds of his nation, and finally heals the, the, um, the slash, uh, the strike of, the, of their wounds. And that day in the future, when the evil will finally be destroyed and the people can finally live in peace on their land. Let's go on right now. We're at verse 27. Behold, the name of God is coming from far because the justice is throughout the world when it's for, in, in the future. The punishment of the evil, of the arrogant, what Ishayahu has been speaking about so many times until now, God is burning in his anger. It is a heavy burden. His lips are full of anger. And his, his breath, his wind, is like a, a rushing stream. That that um, that um, comes that divides all the way up to the neck. Lahana fogohim. What is God doing then? He's sifting out the nations. Binafas shav with a sift that sifts out falsehood. God is getting rid of the false nations, the people of arrogance, and taking out for Himself the good, the clean, the ones that that are just and have righteousness. and al and this is like a, a bridle uh, that one puts on, on a horse to lead an animal. He's putting on the nations to lead the ones that are supposed to go the right way to the right way and the ones that are supposed to go to destruction to destruction. If we look back at Ishayahu 5, verse 18, here, what, what, is this, what is this sieve that we're talking about? Right? Those that, 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 that are liars, those that are, have falsehood, those, those are the ones, the v'nafas shav, the shav, like he said in that verse 18. It's the false nations, the ones that are in falsehood that God is sifting out. 
Let's go to verse 29. When this day happens, when this day happens, those that are left behind, the ones that are not left behind, the ones that, that God sifted out, the ones that are pure, that remain with God, the song, the song of the future will be to you like, just like the, uh, the night when, when, a, when, a, when a festival starts. And the joy in the hearts is like someone walking and playing a musical instrument, a flute. Coming to the mountain of God, coming to the rock of Israel, the one upon whom Israel can rely. And God will allow to be heard the wondrous, His wondrous voice. But and 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 he will show the softness and beauty of his arm at the same time that he's at the same time that he's raining destruction upon those that are shoved that are false. And now he, he, he goes He's talking to the people of the time. He's saying because from the voice of God. As Assyria, that was the current enemy. Assyria will destroy. Bashevet Yake will strike them with the stick immediately. And it will be in the future. So, in other words, I'm talking to you now, but I'm also talking about the one day, the day in the future. It would be every place where God passes, where God rests there. There will be musical instruments, harps, and and drums at the same time he will be waging war uh, uh, against his enemies because the oven the oven which prepared this entire thing you think of an oven as a place where a feast is prepared all the food everything it was prepared from long long ago it was prepared for the king so it was a huge Thing to prepare this feast of the future. It was made really deep and really wide with a huge flame ready with lots of wood ready to burn the flame. God, God had prepared for this a long, long time ago and it's ready ready just for God's breath to light up the fire to start preparing this feast which is both a flame which destroys the wicked and a feast of enjoyment and beauty for those that are with God and stay with His values, the values of tzedek and mishpat, justice and righteousness, which Yishayahu has been telling us over and over again about. Thank you for joining us for studying chapter 30. Looking forward to studying chapter 31 together.